Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Easter Monday today, public holiday, obviously, so not a heap of content coming out today. We have still got one more game to go for round six. The West Tigers taking on the Parramatta Eels later this afternoon. We are recording Bloke in a Bar in just a couple of hours, so that will be available on the Bloke in a Bar podcast and YouTube this afternoon, hopefully at about one o'clock, uh, maybe a little bit later, hopefully around one, so you can sneak in a good whack of that in before this afternoon's game between the Parramatta Eels and the West Tigers, as we mentioned. So that review, the Monday review with Bloke in a Bar and Matty the Waterboy, that will not feature, obviously, this afternoon's games. Every other game will be featured on there, and that'll be dropping on the Rugby League Guru podcast tomorrow. All day Tuesday, we'll drop each and every game there. And I'm planning on later tonight, after the Parramatta Eels and the West Tigers game, I'll have my rapid review, which I will drop on the Rugby League Guru podcast. So as you guys know, I know it's one of the more uh, listen to bits of content each week. Uh, 30 minutes there or thereabouts. Uh, my review of each game. Just really short and sharp. Uh, no fucking around. Just all my thoughts on those games from all my notes and everything. So that'll hopefully be available later tonight. Stay tuned for that one at the completion of the Parramatta Eels and the West Tigers. Uh, but on Bloke in a Bar later today, recording in just a couple of hours, going to be doing a deep dive and having a look at the impact of sin bins. Now, we've seen a number of really crucial ones ones this year and for me obviously the 10 minutes is really important where uh, one player is sent from the field you know blind Freddie could tell you that's important and I'll show you some numbers why that's important but for me it's actually the time after that as well that's really important and that's what I've had a look at with my stats so just to give you guys an idea of what I've done here I have gone and looked through every single game of this season every single game that features a sin bin now the sin bin had to have happened um, in the first 75 minutes of the game. So the last five minutes of the game, I think it's a little bit irrelevant. And there's only one or two that happened between the 70 and the 75-minute mark. All the ones from 75-minute onwards uh, didn't really have any impact on the games of football. And they don't, don't really represent much in the stats, realistically. Uh, I think Andrew Fafita, he got simbined uh, in about the 79th minute. I think there was a Newcastle player got simbined in the 80th minute as well. So there's a few irrelevant ones that I just sort of left out. The other ones which I left out and a really good example 
is Dylan Edwards on the weekend. Edwards and Paliasia, they both got Simmin in the same moment. Uh, so I just sort of ignored those ones because both teams are left with 12. You can't really get a heap of stats out of that. It doesn't really tell you much about the game because as much as there was a sim bidding, uh, it was pretty even. So, so far this year, there's been 19 sim bins that have fit into the categories that I was looking for. Um, they were in, uh, when the game was really in the balance, they weren't in the last five minutes or so, and they were standalone sim bins where the other team uh, kept players on the field. There was a couple of other ones that, that obviously skewed our stats a little bit where there was more than one sim bin for a team in a game. Uh, so we'll talk about those when we get to them. But uh, we sort of actually broke them down into two separate sin bins. But obviously when you have the second sin bin, it's the compounding factor of your team being more and more tired off the back of the first one. So I'll just run you through the sim bins that I've gone through. So round one, Phoenix Crossland, he was sim bin for the Newcastle Knights. Jack Hetherington was also sim bin for the Canterbury Bulldogs. Round two, Tepai Moroa, Justin Olam, Jaden Sewer, Zach Lomax, Hudson Young, Tyrone Peachy. Round three, Jaden Sewer, uh, Fafida, Ramian, and Montoya. Fafida's the one that was very late. That was 78th minute, so we really haven't included that in our stats. Round four, Peachy once again, Dominic Young, Flegler, Gilbert, and Griffin Neem. So Gilbert and Griffin Neem, they were in the same game there, the Cowboys versus the Roosters. We'll talk about that, though. Uh, round five, we had Junior Paulo for the Parramatta Eels. And then this week, we had Jeremy Marshall King uh, for the Canterbury Bulldogs. There are sim binnings based on the criteria that we've set, which I think is just a relevant way to break down some of these sim bins. Uh, your stats get a little bit skewed when you include sin bins that happened in the 78th minute or sin bins that happened when both teams had a player off the field. So they're the stats that we're going to go through. And when I had a look through it, it was really interesting. So when there is a sin bin, yeah, obviously the team that loses a player, that really hurts them. On average, in those 10 minutes, the team that concedes, that, that, that has one player sent off the field, they end up on conceding around seven points or the scoreline falls their way. The, the average margin is minus seven to them. So minus seven is the margin. Uh, that's how it turns out. Obviously, if you, you know, if you scored a try and you converted it, the margin would be plus six. On average, the margin is minus seven during that 10 minutes. So that's pretty big to concede more than a try in that 10 minute period. And then you need to consider as well the amount of gas that is being taken out of you as well, which really hurts. Now, the other thing that I spoke about was that once you lose a player to the sim bin, it's not just those 10 minutes that impacts you. It's the next few minutes after that. So what I've done is I've gone through each and every one of those games and I've had a look at the margin from the moment the sim bin happened to when the player got back on the field. So we just said that that, that average is minus seven points. The average margin is minus seven points. When you just look at when from the sim, when the sim bin happens to the next break, so halftime or full time, it goes up to about nine points, which is pretty crazy. So not only does it impact you in those 10 minutes, but it impacts you as well when the player comes back on the field because your team is a little bit tired and you tend to lose momentum. So you, you lose even more points once you extend it out past that margin, which tells you that a sim bin doesn't only impact that 10 minutes, it impacts the time after that, which, I mean, isn't um, won't be surprising to any of you. I think it's pretty obvious. But to sh show you that it's actually worth another two points on top of the seven on average that teams are already going down by, uh, pretty crazy there now there's there's been a few teams this season that during that 10 minute period they've kept the score to nil all so 
those teams, uh, the Roosters and the Knights, in their 10 minutes periods, the Knights kept the Roosters to nil all. The score didn't change. Same as the Canterbury Bulldogs when Jack Hetherington went off against the Cowboys. Same as the Melbourne Storm when Tepai Maroa uh, went off the field. A good example of this, though, this Tepai Maroa one. Now, he got a sim bin, yeah, which meant that one of their players had to go off the field there. Uh, in the next score until the until the end of the game there. So for the last 30 minutes, they were down to minus 13, yeah? So they conceded 13 points there. The, the margin was 13 points there. So you can see the impact that it has after that. Granted, uh, they did concede a lot of those points in the next sim meeting, which was Justin Olam, who was in the same game. Other teams that have kept it at nil all for their sim bidding, uh, Zach Lomax, when he got sim binned for the Dragons against the Penrith Panthers, the Dragons kept it to zero all, as did the New Zealand Warriors a few weeks ago when Montoya got sim binned against the West Tigers, as did the Tigers against the Titans in that absolute shocking game when Peachy got sim binned, as did the Broncos against the Warriors a few weeks ago when Flegler went off the field. It was actually 6-all, but still the margin was zero. Yes, they didn't gain or they didn't lose anything on the scoreboard. Uh, and the Cowboys, when Griffin Neem was sent from the field, uh, it was nil-all for those 10 minutes there. So there are teams that are capable of doing it, but the vast majority of time, what you find is that the next few minutes after that, um, they tend to go down. So obviously uh, there's a number of teams that have done that and then they've conceded points uh, straight after you look at the uh, the Broncos when they lost Flegler, they kept it to six all in the next, you know, what was it? The next 10 minutes after he came on, they were actually minus four in that 10 minutes. The score was 10 to six. So it did end up costing them points despite them getting through that period reasonably uh, unscathed. So there is a lot pointing towards how much of an impact uh, a sin bidding has because it does cost you points. After that, of course, uh, the Dragons v the Panthers, the only team to win for, to win from the time of the Simbin until the next break. So Zach Lomax, he was Simbin. Uh, he actually came on and scored the try. So they actually won that period from the moment of being Simbin till the time that they had a break, which was full time. They actually won that four nil against the Penrith Panthers. But they're the only team to come out on top from a Simbinning essentially. So from these nineteen Simbins. Um, only six of those teams have gone on to win those games. So only 33% of teams that got a sin bin within that criteria, so in the first 75 minutes of a game and not when both teams have been sin binned, only 33% of them go on to win games. So of those six teams that have gone on to win games despite having a sin bin in the first 75 minutes, uh, five of them were in the last 20 minutes. So five of them in the last 20 minutes and all of them were leading already. So all of these teams are in front with the with with less than 20 minutes to go and they managed to hold on. So obviously a sin bid in the first 20 minutes uh, can be catastrophic compared to one in the in the last 20 minutes. Teams do tend to hold on there, but I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Those stats are pretty crazy that only six out of 19 teams 
have won games when they've had a player sin bin. Of those six, five of them are in the last 20 minutes, and all five of them uh, were in front when the sin bin happened. So pretty crazy there. Just shows you how important it is. And, I mean, we have a look at the Rabbitohs-Bulldogs game on the weekend. Uh, Jeremy Marshall King, he was sent off in the 26th minute. Um, the Canterbury Bulldogs, they were up 6-0 at that point. They were doing really well against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. In that 10 minutes, he was off the field, which was actually about 25 minutes in real time because there were so many stoppages. But in that 10-minute period, 18-0 to South Sydney. They scored three tries. They were probably unlucky not to score more. And you've got to consider that in that time, Canterbury, they had a lot more breaks. They did have to lose other players as well with HIAs and stuff, but it wasn't as tiring as what it probably should have been. They still conceded 18 points, and they were really in that game up until that point. And for the rest of the game, uh, it was 18-10 to 10 to South Sydney. So when you have a look at the impact that that has, they got through the first 26 minutes without conceding any points, and they'd scored six. Then in the last, you know, what, what, what is it, the, the last 50 minutes or whatever, they got done there essentially uh, 36 to 10. So the impact was really clear in that game. And you can see the impact that obviously a sim bidding is having on these teams that it's, it's really knocking them about. Now you have a look at the Bulldogs game against the North Queensland Cowboys in round one. It was so Jack Hetherington. This is the only team the entire season who has been behind then they get a Simbin and they still go on to win this game. Now, Hetherington, he got Simbin in the 23rd minute and they ended up winning this game 6-4. So in the 23rd minute when Hetherington went off the field, the Cowboys, they were up 4-0. Canterbury went on to win this game 6-4. So that's the only time all season that a team has been behind. They've copped a Simbin and then they've come back to win this game. So pretty crazy how it has played out. No team has has been in front and had a Simbin in the first 55 minutes of the game and held on. So it really comes down to the timing of these Simbinnings, when it happens and how much impact it has. For example, if you get a Simbin in about the 30th minute, the stats sort of say that it tends to be better because then you get to, if you, if you can just maintain yourself for that period or only lose four to six points, you're doing okay because then you get to go into halftime. You can sort of regroup. Everyone can have a breather. But if you lose a player in, you know, the 10th minute or the 15th minute, all of a sudden they come back on the field. And yes, it's a boost to get them back on the field, but you've got to defend another 15, 20 minutes where your team is exhausted from being on the back foot and they've got to wrestle back uh, that momentum. And I mean, pro pro probably the Dragons versus the Sharks is a really good example of that. Uh, Jaden Sewer, he got Simbin in the 15th minute. That it was nil all. It was a really, really close game. Uh, the score in that 10-minute period where Jaden Silver was off the field, the Sharks got out to a 10-0 lead. He then came back on, and until halftime, uh, the score was then 16-0. So you can see the impact that that sim binning have. He went, he went off in the 15th minute. From the 15th to the 25th minute, 10-0 to Cronulla. Then from the 25th minute to halftime, they scored another point, and the Dragons didn't. All of a sudden, it was 16-0. They go on to win that game 36 to 12. So even in the second half, despite them getting back into the contest, they still lost the second half 20 to 12 off the back of that sin binning early in the game. It takes a lot out of teams. Yeah, it is really hard to recover from that. Uh, we look at when Tommy Gilbert went off in the Roosters versus Cowboys. He went off in the 21st minute. The time at that point, uh, the score at that point was the Cowboys down 4-0. So the Roosters were up 4-0 in the 21st minute when he went off. Uh, in the next 10 minutes, the Roosters, they scored 10 points. So all of a sudden, now it's 14 uh, to nil. And then 
Uh, the time after that, they scored another six points. So you look at Cowboys-Roosters game, it's 4-0. The Cowboys are still in the contest. All of a sudden, guys go off the... the this Tom Gilbert goes off the field. The Roosters get on the front foot. They score 10 points. They score another six. All of a sudden, the Cowboys, they're going into halftime 16-0. They end up losing the game 28-4. to So despite it being really close, only 4-0 in the first 20 minutes, you lose that player and then it all starts to stack on top of you. They, of course, lost a play in the second half too. Uh, Griffin Name, when he went off the field, score was 24-0 in the 50th minute. So they had already started to stack up points already off the back of losing Gilbert in the first half of that 10-minute period. So just some numbers to sort of show how important it is when you lose someone to the sim bin, the number tell the numbers tell us that on average, teams their margin will be minus seven uh, in the ten minutes that guys are off the field, uh, and then when they come back on, you're still looking at about minus nine until the next break, whether that be halftime or full time when you're sort of able to regroup. Uh, so yeah, really really tough gig there. If you are losing players, hopefully we're seeing less and less of it. Uh, the James Tedesco no sim bin would sort of indicate that's the direction we're heading. Hopefully that's the direction we are heading. It wasn't just a big name that they didn't want to make that call on. But as you can see with the Canterbury Bulldogs on the weekend who were really shaping up to the South Sydney Rabbitohs, a sim bidding for them meant 18 points, which they simply couldn't run down. I thought Canterbury played really well up until that point. It's a bit of a silly, uh, a silly penalty from uh, Jeremy Marshall King. It was a really obvious one, in my opinion. But you can see the impact that it has. And you don't need to look any further than that game on the weekend to see how Canterbury were going. They'd scored the first try. They were kicking well. All of a sudden, they're down to 12 players for 10 minutes. And you see Damian Cook score a double. Then you see Alex Johnson cross again. And South Sydney were probably unlucky not to score more in that 10-minute period as well. So just some numbers there to show you just how important it is. If your team gets a sin bin against them and they manage to hold on for that 10 minutes, that is fantastic because most teams uh, will drop seven points in that period. But it really is the time remaining after that, which I think is crucial. The time remaining after that until halftime or until full-time, when, yes, you get a player back, but everyone's worked a little bit harder for that 10 minutes. You've probably lost a little bit of momentum as well. That's when it really matters, and that's where you can sort of see how your team handles uh, that 10-minute period, because despite us seeing so many teams that have handled the 10-minute period well, it's the couple of minutes, the 15 to 20 minutes normally at maximum after that, that really matter and go a long way to deciding the impact of that sin bin on that particular game.